Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Explain This. I'm with the star of the show, Robin Riddle. Robin, how's it going? Doing great. How about you? I'm excited to be back in studio. Always. This is going to be a blast, and you've been experimenting a little bit, and, yeah. and we want to get into that into the, in this episode of Explain This. So, Robin, will you explain low-carb diets for us? I will, absolutely. Um, so, my last podcast, we talked about high protein, mm-hmm. um, and so we talked about you know increasing protein intake and all of that. Now, I want to talk about going low-carb, because this is something that we tell people often, like, hey, low-carb, intermittent fasting, like, we just throw that out there, but we don't really go into it. Um, and it's not something that I had ever done before. And I'm all about if I'm going to recommend it to somebody, I want to try it at yeah. some point. So um, first of all, talk a little bit about what carbs do in your body and why some people may benefit from eating a low carb diet. Um, so whenever you eat carbohydrates, they break down into glucose in the body. Glucose is what fuels your cells. So your cells do need, they need energy, they need the fuel. Um, pancreas produces insulin to push that glucose into the cells so they can use it for energy. Okay. Okay. Got it. Simple carbohydrates, um, things that are high in sugar, um, syrups, sodas, things like that, they hit the bloodstream and almost instantly turn into that, that glucose, those sugars that the cells need. Okay. Which means you get a rapid rise in blood sugar level and then a big spike in insulin levels. Um, And so that really rapid increase in that blood sugar and then that dumping of insulin can make some people feel really bad. Um, So, sorry. Okay, so if if it's happening too fast, Mm The other problem could be like you don't – when is it when you don't burn them off? You know, because carbs are good when you burn them off, but not if you don't. Right. So with that rapid rise and that dumping of insulin, you can end up with excess glucose and excess insulin. Okay. So we can turn into issues with your blood sugar levels not being able to stabilize or getting too much insulin out there that then grabs on and stores fat. Got it. So those simple carbohydrates are the ones that you're not, your body's not going to utilize it correctly. Is there some examples of those? Um, So drinking fruit juices, um, sodas, syrups, even even agave, like a natural syrup, it still is in that simple form. Okay. Some fruits are really bad for that. Like grapes have the highest glycemic index of any fruit. They will skyrocket your blood sugar because they're. I know (laughs) because there's not much there that the body has to break down. It's very simple for the body to break it down. So you get this rapid increase in in blood sugar levels. Then you have complex carbohydrates and starches. Um, So complex carbs are going to be things like sweet potatoes, brown rice, things like that that the body has to work a little bit harder to break down. Whole wheat, things that have fiber in them because fiber also slows that breakdown. So we slow down the effect on the blood sugar level and the insulin levels. What's interesting is I didn't realize that you wanted it to be difficult for the body to break it down. We want to make it slow, a slow, easy process. Interesting. And that we, probably helps with digestion. It does. Okay. Yeah. So we don't, we just don't want to slam the system with tons of sugar. Okay. And a lot of the carbs that people eat are the refined, processed, not your good, slow digesting, natural carbohydrates. So if you're going to get carbs in the diet, the better way is to get complex carbs that have fiber that are going to be slow breakdown. So vegetables have carbohydrates in it. That's a great way if you're going to get any, do them through vegetables, Uh, your beans, whole wheat, brown rice. um, And again, some fruits are going to have a slower release than others. Um, But 
protein has a very, very minimal effect on the insulin level. So for some people, cutting out a lot of the carbs and eating more protein, we're, we're stabilizing that insulin level a lot more. Right. So you're going to feel better when you're eating less carbs and more protein because of the the blood sugar effect. Right. You're a lot more stable. You're not getting the ups and downs. Okay. Now there's some people out there that are not really sensitive to this and they can eat rice with every single meal and never feel bad from it, never feel a difference from it. But there are some people, especially those with insulin resistance, that this low carb can be really beneficial. Hmm. I've always felt like I have blood sugar issues. I can drop very easily. I'm very sensitive to eating anything with a lot of sugar or anything in it. Um, almost went as far as getting the continuous glucose monitor just to watch it. Let's be honest, it involves a needle and we all know that I hate needles. So haven't taken that step yet, but I'm, I'm sensitive to the feeling of it. So, so but I'm sure like with your experience, you, you, probably know just based on how you feel right in terms of like okay I'm high or I'm low right yeah and I can tell. based on what you're eating yeah so traditionally the way that I've been eating for my activity level and all of that has been like high protein moderate carb moderate fat okay um, but I decided a couple weeks ago let's go low carb and see what happens so in going low carb I replaced my normally lunch would be like chicken and rice replaced my rice with riced cauliflower Okay. So getting Got a vegetable, it. not high carb. Um, cut breads out completely, which I'm gluten-free, so I didn't eat much bread, but I cut out my gluten-free toast. Um, really, really restricted the sugar even more than I already do. Um, I, I personally haven't even been doing sweet potatoes or anything like that. I just cut it all out. So I went pretty low carb, like 50 grams or less. 50 grams or less a day. Yeah. Wow. So, So tell me, like... Prep-wise, was this difficult for you? You're, you're intentional it's, anyway. I'm very intentional in how I eat. I had to think about it a little bit differently. I have to be more intentional about getting my protein in because my protein requirements did go up, where normally I would be like 140 grams a day. I went up to like 160, 170 of protein. So, so you increased your protein. Mm -hmm. Did you increase your healthy fats as well? You tend to, yes. Okay. Just yeah. naturally? Just naturally, because okay. if you can't eat carbs, you've got to get the calories from right. somewhere. Um, so I have to be much more intentional in eating this way. If I don't start out first thing in the morning with the routine, I'm off for the rest of the day. Um, so like my morning starts with a protein shake after the gym. If I have a sleep in day, like if it's a Saturday and I don't go to the gym, um, if I don't get up and start with that protein shake, I'm already off track for the entire day. Like I'm, I'm, I'm behind. So, so I'm so you're not intermittent it. fasting in this situation? I'm not. For okay. me, that doesn't work well. I'm at the gym at 5 o'clock in the morning. You I, need something. I need something. Yeah. I can't go till noon without eating anything. I will, like, rip somebody's head off. I get very <laughs> hangry very easily. Blood sugar issues. Um, so I have to eat something. So start out with a protein shake. Then it's like a cheese stick and an apple mid-morning. Um, apple has really probably been my biggest source of carbs. Which is crazy. I do. I know, right? It's I do crazy. one small apple is it. Uh, you know, a, a lunch of a, whatever protein and riced cauliflower with it. Okay. Dinner is a high protein, uh, you know, steak, chicken, something like that with just tons of vegetables. So I I haven't really limited my vegetable carb intake. It's just all the other refined stuff that we get so easily. So, so how have you um, felt? Like, have you felt amazing. hungry? Amazing. Really? I've not been 
hungry. I adjusted after a day or two. You know, my go-to snack before would be like grab some like plain popcorn or something like that. So adjusting the go-to stuff was yeah. a little bit difficult. Um, just kind of wrapping my head around that. But I have felt so good. Um, I feel clearer. I'm not tired. Um, my stomach, like I don't have any kind of stomach or digestive issues. I feel like everything just feels better, works better. That's wild. Yeah. So felt great for a couple weeks. Um, decided over the weekend that I would experiment and see how I felt adding stuff back in. Bad call, but it was for science. So, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> threw everything back in. And normally I'm low sugar and I threw sugar back in as well. I swear to you, I felt like I had the flu afterwards. Oh. It was awful. So definitely proved to me I feel better low carb. My energy levels are still great. I'm still exercising. Everything feels wonderful. Um, so tell, is this something that's sustainable for you? It is. Okay. You get into once you get into that habit, it's very sustainable and very easy to do. Okay. Um, you just kind of get into the normal foods to eat. You find what your replacements are. Eating out's maybe a little bit harder. Okay. Um, yep. Just because you go to eat out somewhere and you end up with massive amounts of carbohydrates with every meal. They want to fill you up with that and give you like this much protein. Um, so eating out's probably a little bit harder. But everything else, like once I got past that initial, like what do I eat? I feel great with it. And what's interesting is, you know, I know how active you are. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of the con misconception is, is like, you can still be super active on yeah. a low carb diet yeah. and, uh, and have lots of energy. It sounds like you have as much or more. Yeah. I really, I feel better. I feel more clear. I've not had any energy dips. Interesting. I feel awesome with it. Before we close out, um, what have you done with alcohol out of curiosity for the people who might be interested. Yeah, <laughs> so try to cut it mostly. I mean, there's Have a lot you? of other negative side effects to alcohol. Um, but if I'm going to drink, of course, I'm gluten-free, so I can't do the low-carb beers. There are low-carb beers that are out there. Um, they make Trulies that are okay. like the seltzer drinks, something like that, that are really so low-carb. Lo the low-carb requirement? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're low-sugar, low-carb. Um, people could do like a vodka tonic or something like that. Not my thing. I would rather just cut it out. Got um, it. But you can do that, uh, you know, a dry red wine occasionally. Everything in moderation. Everything in moderation. Yeah. Well, Robin, thank you for explaining low carb. Guys, try it out. I might try it out myself this week. We'll see. And maybe I'll report back. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> guys, this has been Explain This. I'm with Robin Riddle. I'm your host, Ben Rogers. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.